0: Hello, my name is Chris, and this is the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. Well, today let's talk about drugs. And if you look at what's happening in America, the current mindset is drugs for adults, bad. Drugs for kids, good. Let me explain what I mean. I have two stories related to drugs. The first comes from Lancaster County. The second one is more of a national level story. In Lancaster County, there is obviously a new prison project underway, But we're still in the old prison for now in Lancaster County. But recently, the Lancaster County commissioners approved half a million dollars, so $500,000, to go to a a drug rehab program, as it were, drug treatment program for inmates. And I guess it also extends beyond their stay at the Lancaster County prison. So this program's been in place – Previously, in fact, I've heard them talk about, I believe, is this program at other at previous Lancaster County Prison Board meetings that I have been at, but this is an additional $500,000 going into this program. So let's watch this clip from a local news outlet here on the $500,000 uh, going to the Lancaster County Prison for Drugs.
1: A half a million dollars allocated today towards the drug treatment program at a Lancaster County prison. CBS 21's least Person caught up with county officials and joins us outside the prison with more on the impacts of this program. Over 80% of those here at Lancaster County Prison are incarcerated on drug charges and now new funding has been approved to help a program that's already reducing recidivism rates. Mm-hmm. New funding focused on helping those struggling with drug addiction and stay out of prison. It used to be when people walked out the prison door, that was sort of the end of it. Now our focus has changed to make sure that they're successful. The Medical Assistance Treatment Program at Lancaster County Prison received $500,000 from the Pennsylvania Commission on Crime and Delinquency Grant. Our Medical assisted Treatment Program that this money will go to has helped us serve 127 individuals since September of 22. The recidivism rate. Are, are dropping as a result of this. The prison warden says of the 127 people the program has served, 90 have been released. With those 90 individuals, the rate of recidivism is 16.7. The program helps those taking medication for opioid withdrawal symptoms. And with the new funding, it can expand to more inmates. Currently, we have 40 individuals attending our program. We're helping those that have the opioid use disorder. And allow for continued care upon release. We're uh, partnering with Donegal Substance. Alliance and they're providing that aftercare that counseling so it's not just something we're doing in the building there's that post care also and as the program is helping those conquer their addiction the Commissioners say the impact also stretches well past the prison walls it's really about public safety the safety of Lancaster County and making sure that when people come into the jail that when they leave that they're not coming back
0: okay so there you have it and it's interesting to note Commissioner Parsons comments, which of course are not novel to him. This is the mindset across America is that the civil government exists to solve uh, these problems, to rehabilitate these people, to um, not just, he kind of put it, okay, but previously people come to prison, they leave, and now we view it as we're going to try to help them become I you know, better people, better citizens. But this is not the biblical idea of criminal justice. Biblically, there would not be a prison system. Uh, Pastor Joel St. and I discussed this in a previous episode of the Lancaster Patriot podcast. I believe it's episode number 38, somewhere in the 30s, I believe. And we talked about how the Bible does not pre- provide for uh, this idea of a prison system. Now, now, why is that? Well, because in the Bible, the civil magistrate is responsible to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. That's First Peter chapter 2, verse 14. Now, there's nowhere in there for a prison system. If, if you look at the case laws in the Old Testament, there was restitution to be made. Uh, there could be cases of, of, of physical punishment, corporal punishment, and there were cases of capital punishment, but there was never a system in place where you would, you would put someone in prison uh, as a result of their crime. And there's lots of reasons for this just practically today. I mean, the prison system in America is a complete failure, and yet we're paying for it, and we continue to pay for it, as evidenced uh, from that, that story right there, If another half a million dollars going to a drug rehab program. Because when the state sees itself as the, really, and I know they wouldn't say this, but when it sees itself as the savior of society, then there's no end to what it should be doing. Not only should it be helping these these criminals uh, get you know, rehabilitate, rehabilitated, but also, I mean, it, it extends beyond that. Well, they should also be preventing them from um, ever entering the drug world in the first place. So it's basically cradle to grave uh, nanny state care, because if the, once the state views its role as going beyond what the Bible says, there's no end to what it could be doing. So we have this idea now in Lancaster County and across this nation that the civil government exists to rehabilitate to make citizens better, to provide services. And this is all contrary to the Bible. Now, I know this is hard for a lot of people because they just haven't been thinking about how does the Bible apply to the civil realm. But once you understand that, and then you look across this nation and you see all the problems we have, it shouldn't surprise us if we realize that we have abandoned the biblical vision for society. God is the one who created man and woman, created them male and female, by the way, obviously. And uh, he created us to live in community with one another, and he's the one that laid down what that should look like. So if we abandon the one who who gave us life, if we have abandoned his blueprints for society, we should expect nothing but chaos, confusion, and death. And that's what we see. And we, we have just we have we have things completely backwards as I'm going to talk about here uh, briefly. So we have Lancaster County prison, again, not new with you know not not unique to Lancaster County with all this money going to rehabilitation and drug programs. Uh, And then on the other hand, we have federal judges across this nation striking down laws, state laws that would prevent medical frauds, I'll call them medical doctors, medical frauds from giving drugs to children. So you have 500,000. That's obviously just a drop in the bucket of all the millions and millions of dollars that go into the prison system and the millions of more in Lancaster County and across this nation, but you have all this money over here going to deal with the drug and the drug problem. There's a drug problem. There's no doubt about that. There's a drug problem. We, if you're addicted to a substance, specifically a substance that causes you to to do evil, that's a serious problem. Now it's not the civil government's job to solve that problem uh, with rehabilitation, the, the civil government's job is to punish the evil. Uh, this is why we shouldn't have drug laws as we have them in America right now. We shouldn't have a law telling me, um, you're not allowed to possess this substance, whatever it is. There, there should be no law regarding that. The, the law, the force of the law should come down on me when I violate the law of God, when I, when I wrong my neighbor, when I commit a crime. So just owning the substance should not be a crime. And in the video there, we heard that there's 80% of inmates in Lancaster County are in prison related to drug charges. Now, I actually asked that question when I was at one of these previous Lancaster County Prison Board meetings, and they couldn't answer it. Uh, they, they said it was probably a lot, and I suspect that it was very high, uh, because just across the nation, I mean, drug charges uh, lead to a lot of incarceration. Now, there's often stuff connected to them, true, but if we removed all the the drug charges uh, there would be a lot less people in prison now and they shouldn't be in prison for that well nobody should be in prison uh, for anything but the thing because the prison system is an unbiblical idea but so many people are in prison for these these drug charges so millions and millions of dollars going to fund this system to keep it you know staffed and and to keep these people fed and all these things Uh, millions of dollars going to deal with the drug problem, okay? And then on the other hand, you have federal judges striking down state laws that would prevent medical frauds from giving children drugs to alter their body chemistry, giving them hormones, giving teenage girls testosterone to make them more masculine, uh, giving puberty blockers to young boys. So those, those things are being allowed by federal judges. And on the other hand, we have millions of dollars going to solve the drug problem in our prisons. Now, I know these aren't directly related, of course. We might have the Lancaster County commissioners, at least maybe two, two out of the three, who would reject what the federal judges are doing over here. But my point is simply that as a, as a nation, as a society, we are trying to deal with the drug problem over here, and yet we are feeding the drug problem over here. So we are we are saying that, hey, drugs are bad. Drugs are a problem. Uh, we're going to pour millions of dollars into solving the drug problem. And we're also going to allow medical frauds to drug up our kids. So we have a completely backwards in the society. So this was a um, federal judge in, in Tennessee ruled that the Tennessee law, this is Senate Bill 1 that got a lot of headlines. The Daily Wire uh, was involved in this. At least Matt Walsh testified Uh, before the Tennessee House of Representatives on this issue. And the law passed in Tennessee. It prohibited healthcare providers from performing on a minor or administering to a minor a medical procedure if the performance or administration of the procedure is for the purpose of enabling a minor to identify with or live as a purported identity inconsistent with the minor's sex. So that was the law. It basically said no more puberty blockers, no more hormones, no more double mastectomies on teenage girls, no more genital mutilations on minors in the state of Tennessee in the name of transgenderism. No more. Okay. Good, good law, right? Now, the federal judge blocked it because there's a lawsuit from families and, and a medical doctor, medical fraud saying, well, if if this law is uh, enforced, these children won't receive the medical care that they need. And of course, uh, that's a lie. The medical, The care they need is not this butchery and this, this, these drugs, uh, the care they need is, is counsel and love and to be put on the right path, the right direction that God created you, either male or female, and you will find no happiness in rebelling against the created order. But the federal judge said, well, you know what, I'm going to put a temporary injunction on at least the portions of this law that deal with the drugs. So, all right, fine. You can't carve up kids in Tennessee right now, but uh, you can give them a bunch of drugs to really mess them up. So, do we see the inconsistency here? Uh, the the problem that we have in America as it relates to this: we have millions of dollars over here going to solve a drug problem, and then we have over here millions of dollars going into this pharmaceutical system of messing up minors uh, in their developmental period during 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 puberty. Puberty. Uh, let's let's re- let's give them a bunch of drugs. Um, again, not a medical doctor, but. I think that could lead to problems down the road, and I would be—if I were a betting man, I would be—I would place a a pretty large wager on the fact that if you uh, drug up these kids when they're young, they are going to be more prone to substance abuse and a whole other bunch of issues when they're older. So this is America. This is the state of America right now. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, as the prophet Isaiah said. We are abandoning the biblical blueprint for society we're saying you know what the bible says that you should punish evil swiftly ecclesiastes says because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily the heart of children of man of the children of man is fully set to do evil so the civil government has a small role to play uh, when it comes to shaping society if you will and their role is limited to punishing evil doers and if you had a godly society and you had people who were committing violent crimes, uh, the solution would be restitution or execution, essentially. I mean, those would be the two. I guess you could have a place in there again for corporal punishment. But essentially, if, if people will not right the wrongs they have done and will continue to do evil acts, again, having cocaine and and even consuming cocaine, well, that would be a sin if you're abusing your body. It, it's not a crime in a biblical society. But once you then go beyond that and you harm others and you violate the moral law of God, you commit adultery, you murder, you steal, you violate someone else. Well, now you've broken the law and now the law should come down on you. So we, we've lost that mindset and, and we've tri- our, our statists have said, well, if we, we gotta deal with the drug problem because the drugs are what's causing all these other problems and that's not correct. Uh, there would be two things that I would say are causing the crime problem in America. If you look at it from a biblical perspective, and it's not drugs. Drugs are simply a symptom of a, a, a people that are not self-governed. Not self-governed. So the two reasons why we have a a crime problem in America is because one, people are not self-governed. They're slaves of sin. They don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you are set free from your sin, then you are you can be a self-governed individual who is not enslaved to sin. So we need more preaching of the gospel, but the second reason that we have a crime problem in America is because the civil government is not doing what God instructed it to do. Again, Ecclesiastes says if if the civil government's doing their job, then the the corollary of that verse is that the heart of the children of men it will not be fully set to do evil. But the Bible says if if you're not enforcing justice, I mean people are going to be given over to societal evil. So this should not surprise us what we see happening. In our nation today, so those those are the two reasons. the The gospel needs to be preached, and the civil government needs to do its limited role of punishing evil. If it does that, then I guarantee you we would see a, a massive change in society. If if people knew, hey, if I if I do yeah okay if I take this drug uh, personally, well the law is not, not going to come down on me for that. But if I then go do something, uh, the law would will will come down on me swiftly. Okay, but unfortunately, we have a backwards. And so we punish uh, all these things over here. And yet we allow uh, people to drug up little kids. So that's the state of affairs uh, in in America right now as it relates to to drugs. Uh, And this is an interesting case in point, again, not necessarily directly related but when you step back and look at it you see wow we have a problem here we have abandoned the biblical blueprint for society as jeremiah says we have abandoned the fountain of living water and we've hewed, hewed out hewn out for ourselves cisterns that can give no water so when you reject the biblical vision for society and you turn to statism you're not going to be blessed and as long as we continue to prop up these prison systems these millions of dollars going to to this this apparatus of statism, it's not going to bring blessing. It simply won't. And uh, I wanted to mention that at at one of these uh, prison board meetings, I think it was, it was Pastor Joel Saint who asked, is there a connection between recidivism, uh, the recidivism rates and crime? Because again, you heard in that video, them talking about recidivism. Oh, this is a very important thing. We want to make sure that once people leave the prison, they don't come back. Now but his question was okay but what's the connection between recidivism rates and and crime in the county like if if we are keeping people out of the prison is that does that mean less crime now i think ostensibly you could say okay yeah that should be obvious but not necessarily, uh, especially when our prison system, first of all, it's unbiblical, but we are not, we have people in there for the wrong things. We have people in there probably for things they shouldn't even be there for. For example, uh, we have uh, a man, I've, I've talked about this before a couple episodes ago, Barry Dermaz, who uh, ha- has an arrest warrant or had an arrest warrant. He was arrested, they let him go. I mean, uh, apparently they don't really want to put him in prison, but theoretically, if he continues to, uh, stand up against the communistic practice of forcing him to pay them money to travel. Uh, he'll end up in prison. So you could have there a case of a man in prison who's done no moral evil, uh, you know, broken no contract, injured no party or property, and yet he's in prison. So there's people in prison that have shouldn't even have been facing the consequences of, of the law for for what they've done. But then you have other people in prison that in a biblical society, they would have been required to make restitution or they would have been executed. So uh, we again, the prison system is is a complete disaster. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be in place and it's not going to change overnight, but we need to start thinking about these things and realizing that if we keep just throwing money at the problem, it's not going to solve it. The drug problem, the crime problem, they are problems, but you don't solve them by abandoning God's word. And you don't protect kids um, by allowing medical quacks to, uh, To give them puberty blockers and to pump girls full of testosterone uh, when they're 13 years old so pray for the the, this nation that we would have a a change of heart because we are on a dark dark path and the sad thing is that these people these you know even Commissioner Parsons they think they're helping to solve things in Lancaster County for example wherever they are and they're not they're just digging us into a deeper and deeper hole taking more and more money more and more forced taxation which is another issue we've talked about before, and they're just continuing to abandon God's blueprint for society, and God will not be mocked. He will not be mocked. He's not mocked. Uh, you will face the consequences for your actions, and uh, we are seeing that as a nation. I mean, this is the the consequence of abandoning Christ as king. Uh, you have forced taxation to the tune of uh, billions of dollars to fund prison systems that don't work, that shouldn't even exist, and you have medical doctors um, drugging up our kids in the name of the transgender God. So it's it's a complete disaster, and there's only one solution. Return to the law of God, return to the word of God, and implement it. So pray that that would happen. Until next time, my name is Chris, and this has been the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. So long.